welcome to Boston Confidential, Boston's true crime podcast. Boston is a great city, but there's more to it than the Freedom Trail in Fenway Park. There's a startling underbelly to the city, and Boston Confidential will take you on a guided tour of the dark side of the Athens of America. Buckle up, because we're getting ready to go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Boston Confidential. I just wanted to take this opportunity to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about what the podcast is going to be and how it's going to be structured. First of all, I realize I have the world's worst Boston accent, but you're going to have to try to get through it. It's definitely better than Leonardo DiCaprio's impression of a Boston accent in the movie The Departed. All right, guys, a little bit about me. My name is Barry McGuire. I'm a 20-year private investigator. I help run a company called Impact Due Diligence Investigations. We supply in-depth background investigations to the financial services and business communities. We are also engaged in litigation assistance for local and international law firms. I'm also pretty proud to say that I've just published my first book, The Business of Private Investigations, Tips and Tricks to Jumpstart Your Agency. You can find it on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. As you can tell from the accent, I am a true son of South Boston. was born and raised in the neighborhood and spent approximately 30 years in the city before my wife kidnapped me to the suburbs, like most wives do. The South Boston of today is not quite the neighborhood I grew up in. It's almost completely gentrified. When I was growing up in South Boston, it was described by many people as an Irish ghetto. I never saw it that way growing up, but most of the people I grew up with would disagree with that characterization as well. We were certainly an Irish-American community, but there was very little street crime. We never locked our doors, and I always felt completely safe there. And I believe my neighbors would back me up on that. When I mentioned being a South Boston native, people frequently want to know almost immediately about Whitey Bulger. If you're not familiar with the case, James Whitey Bulger was the local Irish mafia boss and later confirmed that he was a, an informant for the FBI. But before that issue came to light, Whitey Bulger was Boston's most feared gangster. He ran an Irish mafia crew called the Winter Hill Gang out of South Boston in Somerville, which is a city close to Cambridge across the river. I'm almost reluctant to talk about the case, and I was thinking of skipping it altogether in terms of this podcast because it's just been done to death. But there are some aspects of the case that I think people around the country would find intriguing. The foremost is the FBI's unbridled corruption in this case. There are several good books on it. The first one that comes to mind is Black Mass, which was also made into a movie. Black Mass was written by Boston Globe reporters Dick Lear and Gerard O'Neill. If you're interested in the case, there's another book called Brothers Bulger by Howie Carr, a local media figure, and that will give you the rundown 
on another angle of government corruption. In this case, as Whitey Bulger's brother was the state Senate president. I know, only in Boston, right? One of the most startling elements of the case of the FBI and organized crime was the price that it cost to buy an FBI agent in Boston. The FBI supervisor in Boston was a gentleman by the name of John Morris. The Winter Hill Gang paid for his cooperation by purchasing for him two cases of wine and two plane tickets. It's mind-boggling, I know. This John Morris was a supervisory agent to John Conley, who was the catalyst for the corruption of the FBI and Whitey Bulger's organization. If you're interested in true crime at all, you probably know a lot about this case already, but we're going to review it and focus on the corruption aspect, which seems to take a back seat to the murders and general gangsterism of Whitey Bulger and the Winter Hill Gang. The Whitey Bulger case epitomizes the breadth and strength of the Boston underworld and its corruption of local law enforcement. And this went on for more than 50 years. I look forward to covering it, and I think you'll enjoy it once we get it all together. There are a lot of moving parts to that story, but we're going to get on it as soon as possible. But I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about how we're going to structure things on Boston Confidential. I believe I'm going to be a solo host with call-in guests and that will facilitate an in-depth look at some of these crimes in the Boston area. And when I say we're going to cover Boston true crime, as any Bostonian will tell you, the other areas of New England are merely suburbs to the city of Boston. And I mean, as far as New Hampshire and Connecticut. So we'll have a full breadth of coverage to extend to the entire New England region. The first case I'm thinking about covering is a case that I just simply can't get out of my mind. It's the case of Tiffany Moore in Boston's Grove Hall neighborhood. The crime took place in 1988 during the summer months, late August, if I remember correctly. Darlene had moved from Boston with her mother because of the growing crime problem in the Grove Hall, Dorchester section of the city. She had moved down to South Carolina, but had returned to visit her mother for the month of August. Tiffany was playing with a group of other children. Tiffany was sitting on a mailbox when two gunmen exited an apartment complex across the street and began shooting at some known gang members that were positioned just below the mailbox that Tiffany was sitting on. When all the shooting was said and done, Tiffany was the only person struck and she had been hit three times, once in the head. She died a short time later at Boston Medical Center. This crime rocked the city of Boston and the entire state, really. The city of Boston at the time was going through the crack cocaine epidemic that had previously 
swept through the rest of the United States. The Boston police, for their part, in that section of Dorchester, Grove Hall is a neighborhood within the larger neighborhood of Dorchester, Massachusetts. But at this time, there were several gangs vying for drug territory in this area. Yeah, the Boston police had, I don't know if it had even taken place, they denied the existence of gangs for probably a decade in that area. And only after this case did they actually fess up to the fact that there were thousands of gang members in the city of Boston. This is one of those cases where the entire city pours its heart out for the victim and the families. There was an arrest made several weeks later. Sean Drumgold was arrested and charged with Tiffany's murder. There was some at the time in the Boston Police Department that believed Sean Drumgold could not have been the shooter as he was nowhere near the scene of the crime. But in true Boston fashion, Mr. Drumgold was brought to trial and he was found guilty, as was a co-defendant in the case. During the appeals process in the case, it became more apparent that Mr. Drumgold was likely not the killer. To fast forward a few years, Sean Drumgold was released and obtained a multi-million dollar judgment against the city of Boston for false arrest and imprisonment. The case today still remains unsolved. And there are some elements of the Boston police that believe Drumgold was at least tangentially involved in the case, but nobody has seemed to have made any progress or has even taken the case seriously since then. So we're going to explore the dynamics of this case and the changes it made within the city of Boston to our court system and to our local policing initiatives. Guys, thanks for joining me for the first introductory podcast of Boston Confidential. I'm going to get to work on the Tiffany Moore case, and later we're going to cover the FBI involvement in Whitey Bulger's historic mafia case. So that's it for now. I'm going to get right back with you. I'm hoping to have a podcast episode up for you every week. And we'll go from there. If you like our podcast so far, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple, if you'd be so kind. And I'm going to get out of here, but I will talk to you soon. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks again.